Welcome to MedHeads, the weekly show that brings a biopsychosocial focus to issues of the day, along with special guests who will showcase their expertise and enthusiasm about their field of practice. Your host, Dr. Fergal Armstrong. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong, and welcome to today's MedHeads. We have with us Craig Payne, our regular guest. He's a group facilitator. Hello, Craig. How are you? Yeah, great, Fergal. Great to be here again. Yeah, great. Thanks for coming back. So I thought today we'd talk about routine and how it applies to recovery. What, what's your initial thought on that? Yeah, I mean, routine's just, uh, it's a cornerstone to recovery. Um, yeah, get, getting that structure and focus into the day, into the week, into the year, uh, really important. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've heard you say that routine has to be balanced. What do you mean by balanced routine? Well, I think it comes down to a lot of things that, throughout, throughout, throughout the day. Um, you know, making sure that diet's good, sleep's good, yeah. but also making sure you're getting some fun in there as well. Yeah. You know, we, everyone thinks about routine and it's fill, chocking the day full, 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 but yeah. you want to be making sure you've got some space in there as well. So you, and, and to be constantly striking that balance. Right. So routine is not boring because we all think routine is boring, but you know, routine doesn't have to be boring. You can factor in pleasurable activities as part of your routine. And that's, that's not a bad thing, is it? Especially in recovery. Nah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, it, and it has to be done. And I think yeah. people, because a lot of the time people think about recovery and, and they think about, you know, losing all the fun in life or um, that side of things. But you no, know, you can, you can really put that in there uh, and, and you got to make sure you do because if you don't you're going to lose focus and you're going to start to look for the relief elsewhere again. So people in recovery had a previous experience of having their routine dominated by drug use and initially that drug use was fun and then it became, yep. it became a compulsion but there was an element of fun drug routine and now you've got what you're saying is if I'm hearing you right is you've got to replace fun with fun and so what examples could you could you give that would be would be safe replacements for the in, in one's routine in a recovery journey well i think it comes down to a lot um you know just as far as um exercise connections with friends what you do with those friends at the time so maybe you're going out for breakfast maybe you're catching up in the afternoons maybe you're um, going for a bike ride instead um joining a music group uh getting into some uh some sort of building hobbies or any mm. anything like that you know um just getting in, in touch with things that have dropped off for you that you, you maybe used to do before and let's not forget that this is a natural natural sort of feeling you're getting now not that chemical high that was coming from yeah. things before yeah so i mean one of the things that i'm passionate about is this concept of of purposeful activity as, yep. uh, as an aid to recovery. So what you're describing are examples in your clinical practice of people engaging in their own purposeful recovery, would you, or sorry, purposeful activity. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what um, is difficult to talk about it with it all and, um, and, and come up with the specific examples because mm. everyone's different and yeah. this whole process is individual yeah. and it's working out what works for you along the way. You know, like we were just chatting before, I, um, I bought myself a set of drums a right. few weeks ago to, to teach myself to try and use those. Yeah. Um, you know, and that gives my day some, some purpose and structure and a little bit of fun in there as well. Right. Now, 
routine doesn't <clears throat> routine doesn't happen on its own. You've got to work at it. I mean, I've I've heard, you know, self help gurus say, oh, you can you can make a new habit in seven days, twenty one days, twenty eight days, but, you know. It's hard to change your routine. It, it, it takes time and effort. What would you say to that? Yeah, absolutely agree. And I think that's where we um, need to keep things simple at first. Yeah. And, you know, you don't just wake up one morning with a new routine. You don't just wake up with a new focus um, and filling your day with all these purposeful activities. It takes time to figure out what that stuff is again and to build the motivation to do it to get the evidence pattern that, hey, actually, when I do this, I feel good. So I'll continue to do that. And just finding what works for you takes time. Yeah, it does take time. But there's also the possibility of failure in that, isn't there? Because new ideas have to be explored and not, not everything that you try will work. And what do you say to those people who think, oh, you know, I might try it, but if I don't like it, then it'll be a waste of my time. It'll be a failure, so I won't even bother. What, what, what would you say to, to people in, in that thought process? Yeah, so I think preparing for that and going into this with the mindset that not everything you do is going to work, not everything you do is going to become yeah. part of your regular routine. Yeah. And I think when we think routine as well, we fall into the trap of thinking it every day you know, and daily. And some things fall into our routine as an everyday thing, and they're really important. Um, you know, other things are a weekly thing, a monthly thing. And, you know, so it takes time to build this up because mm -hmm. you can't have the same routine every day because every day is going to throw up different challenges. Mm -hmm. What you can work out is what's really important to you yeah. and change your day around that. So in someone in early recovery, what should be the priority for them and their routine? Recovery first. Like, yeah, and that's, yeah, recovery first. <clears throat> so, but what falls into that is really simple things like um, diet, sleep, and say meetings or appointments uh, with counselors and, and things. So, and maintaining connections through that. But I think definitely it starts with the simple stuff. Like, Making sure, just get for some people, it's getting up and getting out of bed in the morning, and right. getting up at a reasonable time, not sleeping in, yeah. eating breakfast. I can't stress the importance of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, and is that because it's a routine? Healthy food throughout there. It's because it's a routine, but your yeah. body needs it as well. And this yeah. is the stuff that'll help stave off the cravings, yeah. because you know we, everyone, well. A lot of people would have heard of the the HALT acronym, you know, Hungry, Angry, Lonely, Tired. Right. And hu hungry is there for, first for a reason, you know, because yeah. hunger, these are all the things that get confused with craving. So the more you can set up your day to alleviate those things, mm -hmm. the better place you're going to be to get through. Right, right. I also, I mean, you know, if we're talking about HALT, you started this, and so now we're going to deviate to HALT a little bit. But... I mean, I've heard of hunger, anger, loneliness, tiredness. Um, I've heard of also another A, anxiety, which I suppose is the same yep. as anger, and also T, tired but thirsty. I, I, I think that a lot thirsty. of people, a lot of people, especially with alcohol use disorder, they, they cannot tell the difference between a thirst for booze and a thirst just for water. I mean, is that something that you've come across in your practice? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just even the action as well of you know yeah. raising the arm and, ha and having that action all day so if yeah. you can replace that with water um, then absolutely um, 
and yeah, and the other one, if you want to put the S on the end, is stressed. But um, yeah, and I think this is one of the things with the conversation too, Fergal, mm. is they there is this this crossover between between everything. Um, mm. And yeah, but definitely um, thirst is in there. And yeah. yeah, we just want to be making sure that we're looking after our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, if you're looking after your body, you're on a good track. Yeah. So too is loneliness. I mean, loneliness is in there for a reason, and that that alludes to the importance of social connection, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, very much so. Yeah. Um, and again, this is, I think, why this comes comes down to the individual and how much how much social interaction you need each day. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, some people are, some people need to be on the phone all day talking talking to people. Some people really like their alone time and and and, um, and love their space, but yeah you've got to watch that that doesn't fall over into isolation, which is, you know, yeah. uh, a dangerous place to be too. Yeah, there is a fine line between uh, being alone and being lonely, isn't there? Yeah, very much yeah. so. And, and this uh, is where working out that pattern <clears throat> for you and working out what structure you're going to need is, yeah. you know, and and then how you can implement that is, yeah. the, is the next thing as well because... Um, it's great to identify certain times throughout a day where your cravings might be at their worst or, um, you know, so maybe maybe you need to, like I, I just know uh, with me, you know, 4.30 in the afternoon used to be a horrible time of the day. Uh, every right. day it was, it, was, it was a real struggle. So putting some exercise in at that point or even um, an, an afternoon snack, like sort of eating at that time and keeping busy and, and making the food, uh, so it occupied some more time. Yeah. They were ways to to get through there. So, you know, the, your routine will help you identify the patterns yeah. where your cravings are maybe at their worst, yeah. and then help you find activities to put in there. And so uh, that's why routine that. is so important because it allows you to structure protective elements in your life that will prevent relapse and will facilitate recovery. So it's all about structuring your recovery. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah. and making sure that the recovery comes first <clears throat> above right. everything else. Right. Because so, as on. we said, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I was going to say because as we said before, it takes time to establish this routine. So, yeah. so and once you work out what works for you, this is where you it it helps your boundaries because Tell me more about you that, can. Right? Well, if what so, is, for instance, if I know that four thirty in the afternoon is a dangerous time for me, right? I know that running off with mates at 4.30 in the afternoon isn't probably isn't going to be the best thing to do. Right. So I know that that's an area of the day where I need to find things to fulfill myself and activities to fill myself. Um, or, you know, is that where I call someone? Is that where I go to a meeting? You know, those sort of things. And so if anyone wants to wants me to get involved in things or if, if things pop up within life that might need me at that time, I can look at it and I can say, is this going to be the best time of day for me? And if it's not, then I can help put a, myself put a boundary in and say, no, nah, not not at that time of day, maybe yeah. later, maybe earlier, yeah. you know, and just figure it out from there. Yeah, and you can only do that if you understand your own internal routine, your biorhythms as, as they relate to your external environment. And, you know, that's why routine is so important. But be, moving beyond the early stages of recovery, we, we then come to the concept of adjustment, don't we? I mean, how, how do you adjust yeah. your routine? And why would you want to adjust your routine? Uh, you, 
to keep challenging yourself, to keep to keep moving forward, and to complete that to prevent the complacency and boredom kicking in. Because mm. I don't know if you, I think for, for me, when when things become too routine, when things become a bit, it just gets all gets a bit blah. And right. then that's when I'm starting to look for maybe that thing to spice up life a little bit more. And that can unfortunately be substances at times, you know, like, so, um, so yeah, so, and yeah, we just need to keep moving forwards and keep challenging. So if you're working out that, yeah, you, you're getting those feelings of boredom and, uh, and not being challenged, then you yeah, need to keep progressing and, and setting new challenges. Within the overall context of a daily routine and a weekly routine and a monthly routine, is that what you're saying? Yeah, and because yeah. you've hopefully by then identified the, the cornerstones and, and the absolute structures of, yeah. of what needs to be in place, <clears throat> and then you know how you can fit things in around there. It's not just dropping them in on top of, mm. it's how you can best fit them in mm. to maintain your pattern of recovery at the same time. Right. And in your experience, you know, working with people, how long does it take, do you reckon, to actually establish a routine in, in recovery, you know, in the early phase, the middle phase, and later phases? How long does that take, do you reckon? Well, it can be done over the course of a few weeks. Right. Um, you know, we, we see through the, um, through the detox, you know, we, we see through, through things where um, there's uh, over, over, well, I've got, First-hand knowledge that over the course of a few weeks, I've watched people change their sleep patterns, change their eating patterns, change like fill their days with activities, mm. and and their reflection of things is okay. Now I can see how this works. Now I can see the importance of getting up early. Now I can see the importance of um, of eating, and mm. so there's a start. And so, you know, if you're just getting out of bed at the same time each morning, just eating mm. some breakfast, just doing these things. So it can be done over the course of a couple of weeks. But once they've got that mastered, mm. then they need it's, – it's adding new things in. And, yeah, and that's where work changes, life changes. You know, these things just throw up and then we, we, we work out how to best fit those changes into our routines. <clears throat> I mean, I, I view – I was going to say cure, but I think I better say recovery. I view the, the pinnacle of recovery as not using illicit drugs and paying taxes. And paying taxes for me is being able to actually earn work in a job that, 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 that pays you enough that you need to pay taxes, that you go into some kind of tax bracket. Now, you can't just go from a week or two weeks in a rehab program to gainful employment. I mean, you know, in one easy step. It just doesn't work like that, does it? So what's your view on that transition? And how does routine uh, play a role in that transition? Yeah, well, I think if with the right, with the right routine, you'll hopefully have a great structure and, and in that some supports as well. Yeah. And so you're relying on other people to give you feedback. You're relying on other people to assist you to pl to put these things in, into place, and mm. um, yeah, and to work through the challenges of that. Going back to work is a is a really big challenge in um, in not just early recovery, but in recovery in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah w with the with the problems that are thrown up for it. So to have people around to be talking through that with. And maybe that becomes part of your routine is that 
once a day, once every few days, you know, you're calling someone, you're talking to them about the work challenges. Um, and um, I think this is where sponsors are, are really um, great yeah. sometimes yeah. as well because they've got a pretty good understanding of you by this stage, um, you know, and, and if start, they can help you identify the patterns that are working and, and where things might be dropping off and the changes in thought processes and um, so yeah, so definitely having people to to help keep you accountable uh, mm. through those changes, yeah, um, it is vital. And that that means regular contact and also, I mean, I think that the the routine of connecting with um, peer support groups, be they smart recovery based or twelve step based, uh, you know, that that in and of itself that creates a routine. You know, I go to my meetings every day or every second day or you know and that i think is so important that kind of regularized diarized routine interaction with support networks that's that to me is one of the most important inputs that allows people to transition from you know during their recovery journey into tax paying citizens if if it's appropriate for them you know i'm not saying that everyone in recovery has to end up you know working in a tax paying job but you know it's i think it's for some people at least it's an appropriate aspiration what do you think? Yeah, about absolutely. That? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it, again, it comes back to that thing of um, of purpose and meaning. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and gives the gives your day some purpose and meaning, um, and and the supports that you've got around you uh, to to assist that. Um, yeah. yeah, are really vital. And so, and this is that thing of um, yeah, routine is definitely about pattern, and oh. so there, there's a pattern to your life. And if that is regular meetings, if that is, um, you know, re regular catch-ups with people, they're the, these are, this is where it also helps identify the danger signs. Tell us about because, those. well, if the routine starts to drop off and ah, you start yeah. to miss meeting, if you start, if you're, you know, if you're not getting out, if you're staying in bed an hour longer, if you're skipping breakfast, if, you know, you're not going to this appointment, if yeah. these are the things that start to drop off and there's no one else around to see it, you it's really easy to continue that drop off and yeah. for that negative mindset to kick in. So we need people around us to to help us establish routine and most importantly maintain that routine. Yeah. Um and yeah, and and that comes with peer groups, that comes with just friends and family. You know, if you're missing yeah. family appointments, if you're not calling mum anymore, hey, Maybe there's something behind that that needs to be looked at. Yeah. So what you're alluding to, if I'm hearing you right, is that a, a, a reduction in the level of routine is perhaps one of the early signs of relapse. And in fact, you know, a loss of routine mm. is the gateway to relapse. Is, the, is that what you're saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It, it plays a massive part. And, you know, there's the old saying that relapse doesn't happen the moment you sit... Um, uh, you sit in the in the bar stool and you and you drink that beer. Relapse has been building for quite some time before that. Yeah, and yeah. you know that's that's the moment it happens. But yeah. yeah, it really began a long time ago. And if that's yeah. in the loss of routine, if that's yeah. where things start to drop off, it's they're danger signals. Yeah, I mean I've heard you use a phrase before, which I think is highly highly relevant to this discussion. I've heard you say that so and so gave themselves permission. Yeah. 
And that starts with giving yourself permission to not go to an appointment, doesn't it? Or to, to, to slowly erode the, uh, the outer circle of your routine. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, oh, I don't need to go to, I don't need yeah. to go to meetings anymore. I don't need to do this. I, I can get through without. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're just, you're opening that door. You're really just like saying, Hey, here, yeah, relapse coming in, you know? Um, and this is why the, the overall nature of, of, of accountability and, and structure and routine is, is so important. Um, you, you start to give these things away that have been proven to work within your life for so long. Yeah. and proven to help you get to whatever point in your recovery you're at. Yeah. So making adjustments to that needs to be a really balanced and measured decision. Yeah. And yeah. again, I suppose that's where it comes back to balance that we were talking about before is that yeah. as we need to add more things into our life, other mm. things need to drop off and the frequency yeah. of these things. And there's no right or wrong with that. Unfortunately, it's trial and error. And so having the good supports around to help you do that, they're, they're going to be, again, yeah, be really important. So it's, it's you know, ma developing and maintaining routine is challenging. It's hard work. You know, it's, it's certainly not easy. And I suppose what you're saying, it's a, it's, it's a gradual evolutionary process because the routine that you have at the beginning of your recovery is not going to be the same as the routine that you have in the middle of your recovery and towards you know, the maintenance phase of your recovery, because you are, as you say, things that, you know, if, if your routine is simply not to use by the time your head hits the pillow that night, that your, your routine in that day is going to be full of early recovery work, hourly, uh, if not daily interaction with peer support. But then as you start changing the way your life uh, or, or the way that your life responds to your recovery, and as you put more meaningful activities and more purposeful activities, and then Maybe you don't have the time to see a, or talk to a peer support or, or, a, or, or some form of social support every hour or every two hours because you're actually doing your activity. And that's okay. That's what you're saying, mm. isn't it? It's okay. But as you said, the balance has got to be there where there's enough support ongoing to facilitate your personal evolution. So long as that change in your life is A, for the positive and B, does not smother out the essential supports that you need to maintain that. So, you know, is, is, is that, have I got the right picture from what you're trying to say? Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it's the awareness of how it's going to affect your life. Yeah. And so, yeah, as I said, this, this is what happens. This is how we progress. This is how we keep going. Um, exactly. What we do in early recovery isn't what isn't necessarily the frequency we're doing things in later recovery. Um, but just being aware of, of what might happen if, you're not engaged in this as often or if you're not engaged in things so much. Um, and I think uh, one of the things is you, you touched on there, positive change. And, yes. and we're making positive changes to the life. And um, these are generally things that are going to come about where you are happy to involve other people in the decision making. Yeah. And if, if they're negative activities, if they're things that you know possibly have got some danger associated with them, they're the things that you're going to tend to hide from people. And right. if you know you're doing that, yeah. hey, maybe there's, there's something to that as well. Uh, yeah. And you'll so, notice the changes. What do you mean by that? You'll notice the changes. What does that mean? Well, I think you notice the change in, um, in thinking patterns. Notice the change in just general well-being. Um, you know, there's... 
there's things like I know people who every morning are up early to exercise. Um, yeah, one one guy in particular, every morning up at five thirty to run ten k's, no matter whether he's had three hours sleep or um, eight hours sleep, you know. And um, but generally looks after his sleep, I might add. Um, but that's part of his day because if he doesn't do it, his general feelings throughout the rest of the day um, isn't great. Like he's not not in the same thought process. He's not in the same mood. Um, mm. And, it, yeah, it just doesn't kick his day off right. So you notice those little thinkings where neg- negative thinking comes in and the disappointment uh, with with losing the in touch with the routine. Yeah, um, yeah. So I just wanted to uh, touch on the idea of how do you know that an activity is good for you or bad for you? And how do you know the difference between alone time and the isolation that then engenders that downward spiral into relapse? Just reiterate those points for me. I think you can, I think you can find out this stuff by talking to other people. And I yeah. think this is the importance of talking to other people and, and having the connections around within your life. Um, because our minds can tell us a very different story. And what do you mean they by can that? say, uh, it's like the relapse sitting in the corner doing push-ups because <laughs> like with the addiction sitting in the corner, just doing the same, nah, don't worry, mate, everything's okay. You can, you can keep dropping this off. Everything's okay. But I think within ourselves, there's this, um, we start to feel out of alignment a little bit. Something's not just not sitting right and yeah. getting that trust back in, whether it's a gut feeling or, you know, this head, heart, gut, you know, that head, heart yeah. and gut have to be in alignment. Right. And if they're not in alignment, I think in general we know it, but we just don't take action on it and we yeah. keep thinking we'll be okay, we'll be okay, we'll be okay. And what do you but, do? What do you do if you're starting to think like that? Because that's a very personal thing. It's, 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 it, people know mm. it's the early signs of failure, relapse, horror, awful. What do you do? How can someone in that situation stop that? What, what, what can you do about it? The most important thing to do is to talk about it. Yeah, and... you've got to talk about it with someone who's, who understands you, your sponsor or your peer support worker. Sponsor, peer support, there's friend, there's yeah. plenty of, um, you know, there's the, the self-help lines as well, yeah. Um, yeah. completely anonymous if you, if you want to call that way. Yeah. Um, but it, it's about sharing it. If you yeah. try and take it all on yourself, yeah. that's, that's, that's a massive danger sign yeah. because, yeah. yeah, as we know, my best thinking got me into addiction. My best thinking will keep me trapped there, will keep me going yeah. back. I need other people to yeah. challenge that, to change that. Yeah. And so, yeah, and the difference between isolation and, and space and alone time, it's it, it's a feeling and I, and I think you know it. And um, for me, like I've, I've journaled every day in recovery yeah. and that's where that shows up because I can't bullshit myself. Yeah, yeah. So the most important, I just want to reiterate this point, and I, I really appreciate your wisdom on this line. If you're feeling that way, the way that you combat your permission to relapse is by sharing it. Now, I just wanted to bring on the, 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 the final point I want to talk about is, is actually, I think one of the reasons why we need routine 
is because we only have so much cognitive processing power, right? And having a routine doesn't, means that we don't actually have to think too hard about what we have to do or how we have to fill our day. And resisting relapse, in, certainly in the early phases of recovery, requires so much energy, so much cognitive focus, that we really don't have the time to think about, oh, what am I going to plan? Oh, you know, what have I got to do with my day? Okay, what's good? What, I might have lunch. I'm going to miss breakfast because I, you know, but you know, whoever got the meat. Whereas, if you have that routine, certainly in early recovery, you know what you've got to do. Your brain doesn't have to think about it, and therefore, it allows you to engage your 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 limited cognitive processing power to entirely focus it on your recovery. And that's one of the reasons why I think we all have routines, is because a large part of our activity throughout the day is actually highly efficient use of, of, of our brains and pattern recognition so that we don't actually have to think about what we do, we just know it instinctively because we've done it so many times before. And that then goes to the background and then allows us to use our power of thought to focus on whatever task that we're doing that requires us to, to think on, on a higher level. And that's where I think you know, purposeful and meaningful activity comes in because that purposeful meaning activity absorbs us, focuses our, our, our cognitive power, but can only do so when we're not using our cognitive power to work out how we're gonna eat three meals a day and go to bed on time. D does, that, does that ring true with you? Yeah, absolutely. I sort of, um, suppose I hadn't balanced it from that angle, but um, yeah, it, it certainly does because yeah. addictions almost—it's automatic pilot. You know, yes, you get up exactly. and, automatic and, you, pilot. and you're going this way. So it's yeah. flipping the, yes, put, putting yes. a different pilot in charge. Yeah, you know? automatic and, pilot. I was, I was, I was struggling, but you've just given it to me. You know, our routine allows us to have a good automatic pilot to then allow us to think yeah. about what we really want to do in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and to not use that um, all that emotional energy. Yes. And, and and be fatigued from that. Yes. And exactly. so your decision making ability is 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 much better because it's focused and it's and it there's yeah more more energy associated with it and yeah it, it's a lot more personal. Yeah, Craig, as usual, you can put it so much better than I can. That's that's absolutely great. Automatic pilot, I, I love it. I love it. Unfortunately, yet again, we've run out of time. We've got so much to talk and so little time to do the talking in. But look, can you think of one message of hope for, for anyone watching, thinking about routine and recovery? What one message would you give? Yeah. Look, I think keep it simple. It's, you know, there's, there's that great speech that, said, that starts with, it starts with making your bed in the morning. Yeah. You know? And just in those early stages, keep it simple and keep it personal to you. Make sure yeah. there's some connection in there. Keep it simple. I love it. Craig, thank you so much. Cheers, Fergal. That's it for today's MedHeads. My name's Dr. Fergal Armstrong. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.